your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 447 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you were hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, very special crossover edition. We're going to be speaking with Rachel Donner from Locked On Philadelphia Flyers, talking a little bit about the respective off-seasons of both teams. There's actually a good contingent of former New York Rangers that are now members of the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm not too sure how to feel about that, but we do talk about those former New York Rangers turned Philadelphia Flyers and a whole lot else. Just getting ready for the start of the NHL season. Did a couple of predictions for the Metro Division as well. And uh, just for reference, if anything has happened in Rangerland, this recording... Uh, that I'm doing right now. I'm doing this on Monday morning, but the conversation between myself and Rachel Donner happened on Sunday morning. So nothing, no big news has broken yet for the New York Rangers as I'm recording this. If anything happens, though, we'll tackle that in Wednesday's episode. But for right now, part one of what will very likely be a two-part conversation with Rachel Donner of Locked on Philadelphia Flyers. Enjoy. All right. So like I said at the top of the show, I am thrilled to welcome John Chick from Locked on Rangers. Welcome, John. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Uh, Definitely looking forward to doing this crossover episode. They're always a ton of fun. They are. It's good to get the inside information on our division rivals from somebody in the know. So this offseason was a little bit volatile for the Rangers, I would say. They fired the management group almost entirely. Chris Drury became the new GM. Did you agree with that decision? And how do you see Drury's approach as different from what John Davidson was doing? So I was absolutely shocked, as a lot of Ranger fans were, when the news broke seemingly out of nowhere that they were going to fire John Davidson and Jeff Gordon all in one fell swoop. It was uh, not too long after that whole Tom Wilson debacle last season. And it was, it was stunning to me because I think for the most part, I don't want to speak for all Ranger fans, but I think most Ranger fans felt like Jeff Gordon and JD were for the most part doing a good job. They went all the way with this rebuild. They laid a new foundation. We were starting to see the fruits of the labor, so to speak. And it you feel for those guys too, because they don't get to see this thing through until the end. So that was very disappointing. Um, and, you know, Chris Jury stepping in, he had been the assistant general manager for a few years. I feel like for the most part, he's kind of kept doing the same things that JD and Jeff Gordon were doing. I think no matter what happened last year, whether it was Tom Wilson, incident happening or not, I think you would have seen Chris Jury look to make this team bigger, tougher, more physical, more difficult to play against. Uh, David Quinn, on the other hand, you know, Ranger fans were kind of split. I would have been okay with giving him another season, but now that they hired Gerard Gallant, it's hard not to feel like they've upgraded at the coaching position. So uh, yeah, very, very uh, tumultuous season last season. Hopefully things settle down a little bit. These kids start to develop and we can see uh, the Rangers just play some hockey. But yeah, it was nothing short of stunning and uh, very, very disappointing when the Rangers fired Jeff Gordon and JD last season for sure. 
Yeah, I really like the Gallant hire in particular. I think he's a really good coach and is a good fit for what the Rangers are trying to do here. One of them you alluded to with the Tom Wilson hit on Artemi Panarin, and they were looking to get a lot more physical as a response to that. Do you agree with that characterization of the goals for the team? And like, would you have approached it differently? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a good idea. I think, again, even if the stuff with Tom Wilson never happened, I do think that you would have seen the Rangers do that this offseason. I think you would have seen them bring in some bigger and, and more physical and some tougher players. I think what the Tom Wilson incident did, that kind of just magnified the whole situation and that kind of shined a light on something that the Rangers were already aware of. And I do feel like, you know, once again, even if, even if Gorton and JD had never been fired and they were still in charge and Chris Jury was still the assistant general manager rather than the general manager, I think you would have seen some pretty similar moves this season. Maybe they wouldn't have gone uh, as all in as they did with the big, tough, physical guys uh, without the Tom Wilson incident. But, I mean, I could just list the players here. I mean, Barclay Goodrow comes in with a, via a trade. Uh, Sammy Blay, part of the Pavel Buchnevich trade. That was a little bit polarizing among Ranger fans. They bring in Ryan Reeves, uh, Jared Tenorti, Patrick Namath, Dryden Hunt. I mean, the list goes on and on. Basically, every single player that they brought in, that's kind of their MO. You know, they're big, tough, physical players. And I think what the Rangers wanted to do, they don't want to just be on par with other teams in terms of, you know, physicality and toughness. They want to have the advantage there. And if you look at some of the preseason games, and I realize it's just the preseason, you know, some of these games, a lot of the star players don't even play. But if you look at just the hit totals and you just use the eye test, uh, you can see it. This team is a lot bigger and a lot tougher. And I, I think that's going to really complement their skill players when the season starts here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Once again, thank you guys for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Crosscheck Live NHL Season Preview Show, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark on the Locked On NHL YouTube page on Tuesday, October 12th from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Andrew and Mary tee up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines around the league, featuring drop-ins from our roster of local NHL hosts, 
fantasy insights from Locked On Fantasy Hockey's Scott Cullen and award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions. In your season preview you did for the Locked On NHL national show that uh, dropped last Friday, you mentioned the big four on the Rangers having to take a step forward this year, and that would be Capo Caco, Alex Lafreniere, uh, Philip Hedl, and Vitaly Kravtsov. How realistic do you think that is for each of them? You know, I think we're close. And are all four of them going to break out and all be point-per-game players? Maybe not, but I think all four of them are going to take uh, great steps forward this season, and you're going to start to see all these guys become the players that the Rangers are hoping that they'll be. They're all former first-round draft picks. And, Rachel, this is actually the perfect time for you to ask me this question because uh, I was able to actually attend the Rangers preseason finale here in Connecticut against the Islanders last night. Philip Hedl had a hat trick, including the overtime game winner, and all four of those players got on the score sheet. And the Rangers took down the Islanders, like I just said, in overtime, 5-4. to four. The Rangers did not play Panarin. They did not play... Zabanajad, they did not play Kreider, and the Islanders pretty much had their A lineup going into the season. So that was very, very encouraging. And again, I know it's just the preseason, but the Islanders have absolutely owned the Rangers over the past few seasons. So the fact that the Rangers could go out there and basically be led by the quartet that you just mentioned and take down the Islanders in what is technically a road game, that's technically a home game for the Islanders, even though it was in Connecticut, uh, very, very impressive. And I'm, I'm thrilled. I think all four of these guys are probably going to be used better this season as well. And that's not to say that David Quinn didn't ever use them well, but there were times last season where Kaka was on the fourth line, Lafreniere was on the fourth line, Krasov was on the fourth line. I don't know what that does to, to help these kids and help the Rangers in the long term or even the short term, really. So, uh, yeah, I'm very, very bullish on what these kids can do this season and definitely looking forward to it, looking forward to uh, the games that actually count. Yeah, I'm especially impressed with Philip Heedle. I love his style of play, and he's just one of those guys that I'm going to love to hate on the Rangers, for <laughs> fair sure. Enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, very, very exciting player. Uh, got a lot of speed and has flashed some potential over the past few seasons, but uh, hopefully this is the year that, you know, he really kind of spreads his wings, so to speak. So one of my other Rangers that I allow myself to like is Keandre Miller, and yeah. he's such a big part of the Rangers' defensive core right now. How are you feeling about that group? And then, uh, relatedly, how much do you think they're going to have to pay Adam Fox next summer? Who boy. Uh, yeah, Adam Fox is going to get paid. And, you know, as kind of a comp, you can look at Kale McCarr's contract. He's going to be getting $9 million a season. I forget the length of that contract. But, I mean, Adam Fox just won the Norris, and it's funny because – you know, you go into the offseason and you know he's going to be in the mix for it. And it was kind of a, a three-man race there between him, Makar, and Victor Hedman. And it really could have gone to any of them. I think any of them would have been an excellent choice. But Adam Fox ultimately wins it. And at first, I'm really, really excited about that. Because, yeah, you know, our, our guy just won the Norris. That's so cool. But then you think about it, it's like, well, if this guy really is the best defenseman in hockey, he's going to want to be paid like the best defenseman in hockey. So, yeah, I mean, I would think Fox probably ends up getting... If McCarr gets $9 million, I'd say Fox maybe $9.5 million per season. And obviously that is very pricey. But this guy's just two years into his career. The only other defenseman in NHL history to win the Norris that early is Bobby Orr. And I'm not saying he's going to be Bobby Orr. But, I mean, the sky is the limit with this kid. Uh, just a phenomenal player in all three areas of the rink. And, I mean, it's basically going to be a blank check. Because I, I cannot see the Rangers allowing him to get away. And, you know, of course, there's some Ranger fans who are upset that they traded Buchnevich, but if you give Pavel Buchnevich $5.8 million per season, which is what he got, then it's going to be harder to re-sign all these kids when they eventually have to be to be paid, and Adam Fox is one of them. And, uh, you know, I heard, Rachel, you mentioned 
Ke'Andre Miller just a second ago as well. Very, very excited about him. He was kind of a dark horse to even make the Rangers opening night roster this past season, but he did, and he basically hit the ground running and ended up making the NHL's all-rookie team. So I'm very excited about him too. Uh, he typically is out there with Jacob Truba, who's kind of, you know, the grizzled veteran, at least by Ranger standards. I mean, he's only 27. but That's for them, horrifying to think about him being a grizzled veteran. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And, you know, he's even in the mix to be the captain. I think it'll end up being Kreider, but he's Truba's certainly in the mix. But yeah, no, I, I love that pairing. And, uh, you know, year two for Ke'Andre Miller. Can't wait to see what he can do as well. They're very young at the defenseman position, but uh, those guys are learning and, you know, very, very excited to see what they can do. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse just so happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com Were there any surprises for you in terms of who is making the roster and who got cut? Honestly, not really. I mean, because for a young team, you would you would hear that and probably think like, and especially with a new coaching staff, you would think like, oh, open competition, you know, everybody can compete for a starting job and, you know, be on the opening night roster and all that stuff. There weren't really that many uh, battles. One of the only ones that there was on the team was for the sixth and final defenseman spot. That was between a pair of young guys, Niels Lundqvist and Zach Jones. It looks like Niels Lundqvist has won that job. Um, but besides that, I mean, pretty much everybody's place was spoken for. I mean, I guess maybe you could argue that with Ryan Reeves being injured right now, maybe there's a little bit of a battle for that 12th and final forward spot. Uh, that might open the door for Julian Gauthier to be out there on opening night. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But for the most part, there no, there weren't really all that many surprises. We know that the NHL purposefully decided to open up the season for the Rangers against the Caps and was was completely obvious on their part. How are you feeling about that rematch after what went down last season? I'm excited and you know, I, I don't know how that game is going to go because, you know, on one hand, I'm sure, you know, the Rangers, they're bigger, they're tougher as we've, as we've documented talking here, Rachel, but um, you know, at the same time, this is opening night and I want to go in there to Washington and I want to get two points. You know, I, I think a message can be sent and we saw how tight the standings were last season. And I realized part of that was the fact that there were only 56 games, but even so, I mean, the Metro is so, so competitive. And I think, um, you know, the best way to send a message on opening night is to go in there and beat the Capitals, a team that is always good every season. They're always a threat every single year. Go into their barn, get two points, and just kind of hit the ground running this season. And look, if Tom Wilson acts up at all, there's plenty of guys that are equipped to deal with him. And I don't know that Ryan Reeves is going to be out there. Uh, that could go either way. But they've got a couple of other guys. You know, Jared Tenorti, I think, is on most nights going to be a healthy scratch. But I think he's going to be out there on opening night to possibly deal with Wilson. Uh, Sammy Blaze, certainly. That could happen as well. So, uh, for me, you know, there could be some fireworks. It could be kind of crazy. But at the same time, the biggest thing for me, 
I don't want my pound of flesh. You know, I, the Rangers are going to play the Capitals enough times that eventually somebody's going to drop the gloves of Tom Wilson. The big thing for me is I want to start the season with a win. I want to go in there and get two points off of the Capitals for sure. I think that's a good approach and just think about it as the game that you got to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't want too much nonsense going on. Exactly. Set the tone, you know, set the tone for the season. Is there anyone that we haven't talked about yet that you think Flyers fans should keep an eye on? Um, I mean, we briefly mentioned Vitaly Krasov. He's kind of my dark horse this season as well as somebody that could really kind of break out. You know, the Rangers drafted him, I believe, number nine overall back in 2018. And he dealt with some maturity issues. There was a time where he was on the Hartford Wolfpack of the AHL. And, you know, it wasn't he wasn't completely out of control about it. But I think he made his opinion known that he felt like he should be in the NHL. And then this past season, they actually uh, sent him back to the KHL to, uh, you know, skate, have a season with his team there. And then he finally made his NHL debut, got to play 20 games for the Rangers this past season. And if you look at his numbers, I mean, nothing eye-popping, two goals and two assists in the 20 games. But again, I do think like a lot of these young players on the Rangers, he's going to be used a little bit better under Gerard Gallant and his coaching staff. And there's a chance at some point that he could end up playing with Artemi Panarin. And if you play with Panarin, you're going to see an uptick in your production, your goals, your assists, everything is going to go up. We've seen that. We've seen countless examples of that, even in Panarin, just his first two seasons with the Rangers. I mean, he takes guys that are defensive forwards and turns them into like, you know, solid offensive contributors. So Vitaly Krasov is, is kind of my dark horse, um, which might sound a little weird given that he was a top 10 overall pick, but I feel like in some ways he's kind of the forgotten man there. And I, I think he's going to have a really nice season for the team. Now, I think the Metro division is difficult to figure out this season. I think there's a definite top and there's a definite bottom, but the middle, like five teams, like anything could happen. So what is your prediction on like, will the Rangers make the playoffs? Like who's going to win the division and who do you think like is going to be the odd team out, so to speak? It's funny you mentioned that because you know, I, I feel like for years now, not not for years, but at least for the last two or three years, maybe we've kind of been hearing fans say this. We've been hearing some analysts say this, that at a certain point, teams like the Bruins and Penguins, you know, they are getting a little bit older. That core is starting to age a little bit on both of those teams, and they could come back down to the pack and maybe fall off entirely. I'm at the point where I will believe it when I see it, because those two teams are always in the mix. Um, certainly the Capitals. I mean, I know that they tend not to do so well in the playoffs with the lone exception being the season that they actually won the cup, but they're always going to be there. And then you've got some uh, young and up and coming teams like the Rangers and Flyers and you can maybe even throw the Devils in there as well. So it's hard because it feels like everything could be kind of moving toward the center. You know, there could be some teams that are usually at the top of the standings that could finally regress. There could be some teams that have been at the bottom of the standings, like our two teams in recent seasons here, that could be, uh, you know, starting to make their move a little bit. Um, so it's very difficult to say. I do think the Rangers squeak their way into the playoffs. I think it'll be a little bit of a photo finish. And as far as who wins the division, I'm going to go with the Capitals. I feel like at a certain point, they have to understand the situation they're in. That team is starting to get a little bit older, and we've seen them do their annual disappearing act every single year in the playoffs since they won the Cup. I feel like they have to be aware of the situation that we're not going to get so many more cracks at this. So I think the Capitals, uh, you'll see them play with some urgency this season and end up taking that division.
All right, so once again, a big, big thanks to you guys for tuning into the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, and a huge thanks to Rachel Donner of Locked On Philadelphia Flyers for teaming up for this crossover edition here. We will have part two of our conversation with Rachel. I ask her a bunch of questions about, you know, some of the former New York Rangers that are now on the Philadelphia Flyers. We talk a little bit about Elaine Vigneault and whether uh, Flyer fans still believe in him, still think that he's the guy to uh, lead them to prosperity, so to speak. And Rachel also gives her predictions for the Metro Division. So definitely looking forward to that. I'm also going to save a at least a chunk of tomorrow's episode to talk a little bit about the Rangers, offer some final thoughts going into the opening night matchup against the Washington Capitals on Wednesday. And if you're hearing this episode, that means that it's Tuesday at the earliest, and that means there is NHL hockey happening tonight. The Rangers do not play, but there are a pair of games on the docket, so enjoy that. And uh, let's all get ready. Let's get excited. Let's get hyped. New York Ranger hockey, it's back. And kicking off the season in a big-time manner, taking on the Washington Capitals. God only knows what's going to happen in that game, but uh, I'm definitely going to be hanging on every single moment, as I'm sure a lot of you will as well. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.